This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in this home and the other person on this podcast. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. Instead of asking how are you, I'm going to ask something that's on my mind right now, which is how fast would you like to be able to go in a car if you could go as fast as you wanted? <laughs> um, of course, my question is like, if it's safe, then yeah, I'd love to go super fast. Well, do you, you have a number, like a number to attach to super fast, like 3000 miles an hour? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would probably launch me to space, right? Yeah. So you you want to drive to space? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I asked because I just got back from the uh, Bond in Motion exhibit at the Peterson Automotive Museum here in Los Angeles. We had been there together, but today was its last day. And I went one more time to spend some quality time. Uh, with all of the amazing cars and amazing prop work. But we are not actually here today to talk about that. We're here to talk about a different thing that we did that we were uh, obsessing on, and that is we saw cats. Not the animal. We've seen some of those around. (laughs) Uh, But we saw the actual musical cats. Not the film, which we've already talked about, uh, but we saw the actual, uh, not the, I guess, an actual (laughs) musical (laughs) version of Cats. Cats Live! Uh, We went to uh, the wonderful Pantages Theater, which we are very lucky to live within walking distance of uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, But we had been to Once to Vote and Never to See a Damn Show in Cats. Cats is what finally did it. Uh, So... Were were you excited just to go to the Pantages at all? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, we are both fans of historic theaters and historic Hollywood. And it's not, like you said, we had been there for voting, but I was um, very much enjoying everything that I got to see when I was voting. But I also, there were just a lot of um, things going on of like, oh, can you look? Can you take photos? What, you know, like, so I just felt very like, oh, they're going to take my phone or they're going to invalidate my ballot because I looked <laughs> in the wrong direction because I just wanted to see the paintwork in the Pantages. So I was very much not looking much when we were there. And so this was really fun just to get to see the Pantages, uh, both the lobby, which um, lobbies are fascinating and wonderful and then also to see the theater itself yeah yeah and to see a show in the theater itself yeah on purpose yeah we only got to see the (laughs) the lobby and i had forgot that part of it i had forgot how guilty and like feeling like i wish i had some kind of spy camera because i was like you don't take pictures in a polling area right and trying to take pictures way above all the polling machines because there's something directly above the polling machines and hopefully like the poll workers being like, why is that person taking a photo of the ceiling above? Is he trying to take the, a picture of the top of people's heads in a <laughs> voting area? That's not acceptable. Uh, so I, I want to start with our, the general idea of um, of cats. You and I uh, talked about the movie. And in that episode, you really shared with me that cats was pretty uh, fundamental to you uh, growing up, that you saw it when you were young that you have auditioned for it, that it was kind of a big part of your life. I kind of uh, always knew of Cats as this kind of absurd thing that I tried to wrap my head around as a kid. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot. The number of things that I liked as a kid where people would have to kind of, uh, I guess not have to, people chose to remind me that it's not real or remind (laughs) me that I shouldn't be into it or remind me that it's weird So Cats is yet another one of those things where I feel like society was telling me, it's kind of okay to like Star Wars, but laser swords aren't real. Superheroes are kind of weird. 
let's be an adult. You know what adults do? They go to Broadway and they watch people in leotards pretend to be cats and writhe around for two hours. So in my mind, it was always like, I have been fed that the things that I like are sort of deviant (laughs) or weird. What is true and normal is the musical Cats. That's kind of how it seeped into my soul. So I had this sort of like weird baggage and relationship with it. And then the movie came out and the movie was just bonkers for lots of reasons. Clearly... The uh, the digital artists were rushed. I'm not going to blame the artists, mm-hmm. but obviously the the CGI is just wonky and bizarre, and all sorts of choices that you you had really insightful opinions about in the actual film. So I kind of was going into this expecting to be just sort of amused by the bonkers spectacle of cats, and I found myself spoiler uh, really surprised and moved by the actual musical mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what what kind of drove my obsessing over it a little bit. But I want to know for you, in the past or now, do you consider yourself obsessed with the musical Cats? Mm, well, I mean, like you, like you said, I've had um, it's had various, and like I've talked about um, when we talked about this before, it's had various levels of intensity in my life, and I'd say I certainly have had times in myself in my life when I have been obsessed with the musical Cats. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's been a consistent obsession. I'd say it certainly has waned for, you know, at least a decade. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I would consider that like not up there in top top five obsessions. It didn't come up in like our first five dates. Yeah, yeah. it did not. It did not. But um, but I think I did have a phase when I was very when I was younger, when I was very obsessed with cats. Yeah. And then um, certainly with this kind of with seeing it, I was just obsessed um in the temporary time period (laughs) yeah it it hit you hard so when you were young uh i I know that your obsession generally doesn't manifest into buying things or or that kind of stuff how did you how did how did being obsessed manifest was it just that you were kind of uh uh uh, thinking about it a lot uh trying to understand it (laughs) (laughs) um you know for me i mean and i think this is true for me as a theater kid a musical theater kid um it was listening to the music okay so listening to the music i i mean as the we sat down i was like oh right i think i know like without having thought like literally before the movie came out probably not having thought about cats for 10 years i probably could sing 80 percent of the words correctly (laughs) uh some of them have changed so those i would not get correct but um but like that level so i think that was a lot of it and you know at the time just thinking about it and for me, it was both, it was the musical. I wasn't, I don't dislike cats, but it's not like, it's not like, ooh, cats, the animals are my favorite thing ever. And that's right. when I'm obsessed with it. I think a lot of it was just, this is a musical. I love musicals. I love theater, but I love dance most of all. And this one puts dance front and center. At least to me, that was how I interpreted it. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, because what I saw in weird, uh, felt like fever dream commercials uh, on television when I was a kid was just like, there was a bunch of cats and they're all squirming around. Uh, but the truth of it is, uh, it's uh, most productions are in just impressive show-stopping song and dance numbers for two plus hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the other thing for me is there are times when I... I might be wrong. I think I um, had the opportunity to see it various touring productions twice um, at different stages. I, I might have only seen it once and just 
Imagine together. <laughs> that I got to see it twice. But um, the other thing that I did was in, you know, I, I think there were, you know, recordings of it somewhere, but they weren't something I had access to. Um, so, but I did try to remember some of the choreography. Oh, wow. And, you know, like trying to be like, okay, well, can I do this? Um, like amazing balance that the white cat does or this movement, you know? So I think a lot of it, it was so like, I cannot talk about it right now. I am moving and gesturing and writhing practically in my seat. Like I, (laughs) I should have got you some kitty cat ears uh, for the podcast to complete a tail. Um, But I think that was very much part of it is like, how do I get this into my body? Because this is a thing that I'm experiencing um, when I was watching it, it was such a physical reaction, but not yeah. in a like in, in a way that I think we'll talk about about that one of the reasons that we have heard from other friends that cats was popular. But for me as a dancer, it was just like, I want that movement in my body. Mm, that makes a ton of sense. Like, um, obviously, there's a lot of Star Wars people who, especially when they encounter it young, just want to pretend to have a lightsaber and whoosh around. And, you know, in the early 2000s, there was Star Wars kid who got, you know, mocked because they their own private video got cruelly released of them pretending to have Darth Maul's double lightsaber, you know? And I, a lot of people have, you know, uh, come around on that of like, no, that, that kid is all of us. It, mm-hmm. it, you want to get it into your body. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to hear that you weren't Star Wars kid. You were Cat's kid. <laughs> like, it's in my body. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my only obsession is really kind of trying to wrap my head around it and almost uh, having some sort of weird um, antagonism towards it, honestly. Because it's like, why is that normal and everything I like deviant? I mean, this is amazing. I don't think that we've talked about that or maybe we haven't. I apologize. But um, if I've forgotten... But that's so fascinating to me that that is what you came that kind of the background that you came to it with of all of these other things are somehow less than or something that you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. And cats, which is bonkers, like it is totally bonkers. And that is one of the things that I love about it is it just (laughs) is bonkers. But I'm not going to try to pretend that it's not bonkers. And so I that's amazing to me. And that makes so much sense. I'd be like. Why are all these other things that are no less bonkers, no more bonkers, whichever I yeah. turned around. But um, anyway, like, why are those considered less than? Yeah, I, I think especially since, since, you know, when I was quite young, like theater and Broadway. Were, so it's like adults talk about like mortgages and gas mileage. And which of the sexy cats is going to earn the right to go to a heaven-like place? You know, <laughs> normal adult chatter. Um, anyway, I think I've made my point on that. Uh, so I, I do want to talk briefly about our trip to the Pantages itself, because for me, live theater, a big part of it is the experience of the theater. And sometimes it's great because it's a it's a little hole in the wall theater and all every hole in the wall theater to me uh, smells the same. It smells like the printing of the postcards <laughs> <laughs> and cleaning products and uh, you know, hot lights. Um, but then there's the fancy theaters. So what uh, about the actual aesthetic or experience of the Pantages did you enjoy? Mm. Wow. Well, um, I really liked um, in the lobby that we had talked about this, but I really liked that a lot of the elements that were in the sculpture or in the paintings were you were they were designed as though they were, you know, 
from myths. Mm-hmm. But they were all, many of them were about cinema. Mm-hmm. Many of them were about Los Angeles. Um, and so that kind of um, self-mythologizing. Mm-hmm. Of like, you are here at a temple to the theater, to movies, to this type of, you know, to entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we're we're not going to be subtle about it. We're going to have the, you know, sculpture holding, you know, a comedy mask. We're going to have the sculpture on the staircase holding an early airplane. You know, we're going to have an oil derrick <laughs> right. know, cut into the, you know, the um, the sculpture on the walls. So that was fascinating to me. And I just, I love that. What's now nostalgic, but at the time was like we're making the Egyptian theater and the Chinese theater, and we're making the Hollywood theater was basically what it felt like. Yeah, that's what really struck me too, because I, I saw a couple of the pieces of artwork and and tried to take quick blurry photos of them while voting, uh, but then that was a big part of why I was excited to go to like really soak it in, and that is what is truly amazing about it is you know I I've had uh, the good fortune to be in. Lots of really cool uh, lobbies. And, and, you know, when we've been in Europe, we've seen some, like, very, very old ones, right? And the the way uh, the various statues on the staircase and the repeating statues uh, or, or uh, images on the walls, they look very much like something you would see in, like, a fountain in Italy, right? They mm-hmm. look like these kind of, like, figures of, of myth who are doing symbolic things and then you know you would get a tour and be like well this is actually from this bible passage or this is from this myth and the grapes symbolize blah 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 you mm-hmm. know so that the first thing it hits you is just sort of like the age of it it's so old but then when you look closer yeah there's the there's the statues on the stairs one of them is just like a, a parental figure and then young children and they're like looks like the children are being taught by the parental figure how to run a movie camera (laughs) right um and then those the four images on the wall that repeat yeah there's the the comedy mask Mm -hmm. uh there is the uh the oil derrick i think Mm -hmm. uh, a reel of film and then my favorite a bear right because it's just it's the california uh, seal the the california seal bear uh from (laughs) the seal of california the Mm -hmm. image of the bear so it was really funny for me to transport myself in time and think that when people walked into the Pantages when it was new, did some people go, this is really cool, this is Hollywood staking itself out? Or did a lot of people go like, Hollywood isn't that old and it's already self-mythologizing itself. It's creating these images and these statues of myth for an industry that's not that old and a place that's not that old and mm-hmm. patting ourselves on the back for it and... How tacky for this brand new theater to try to make itself look like an old European theater, right? Mm-hmm. I I have no idea, but I imagine that that might have been some people's reaction to it at the time. But you walk into it now, and it is actually old. Right. And it is actually capturing an entirely different time. Nobody building a new theater is going to put that amount of money into making something look that nice and making it feel like an event mm-hmm. you are walking into like uh, uh, an absolute testament to the idea of performance the idea of hey this is our jewel of hollywood this is our jewel of california we're worthy of having this you know mm-hmm. all those ideas are there and now they're actually legitimately old as yeah. opposed to maybe tacky when they were brand new 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love all of that. Um, and one other feature that I love, if I may, is yeah, inside please. the theater itself. There are all these designs um, inside the theater itself. There are a lot of elements that I would call Art Deco or Art Deco inspired. Yeah. But there's these great, um, like, to me, they look like Klieg lights, which are the lights that are you know, that shine up in the sky. And at that time, like to say, like, oh, there's a movie premiere going mm-hmm. on. And now there's a lot of rules about when you can shine them in the sky and not. Um, <laughs> Only when you need Batman. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I love, I don't know if that was unintentional, but I'm going to assume it was. And then there's all these little curly things that almost look like clouds, but they're because they're all at like different angles. And I'm, I'm sorry, you, I'm, I'm doing this to you as though you, uh, for people listening, I am insisting on showing Joseph <laughs> what I mean with light with my hands, even though he was there. You're, um, you're basically doing cats. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Cats with click lights. Um, yeah, Sarah, but- moving hands. That's what your cat's <laughs> name is. Always. Always. Um, but that I just loved that, of that same idea of like bringing in the architecture of the time. And it was, it's fascinating and beautiful and something that also, in the same ways of the time period, but is disguised in a way and I think even could have been at the time and I that's always something that I like yeah yeah and the inside it was great to see inside the theater I think it's incredibly well done theater where you know almost all the seats feel very very close which is always a great trick to be able to have a lot of people in the theater but Mm -hmm. feel close to the stage and close to the action um and it definitely did get me more excited for the show because it felt like an event to be at this place. This is special. Yeah. You know, especially when we are doing so much viewing at home, right? And your couch is the same every day, no matter what you're watching, <laughs> from something that's just boring to something that's a special event. So yeah, being made to feel this is special was great. So let's talk about this production of Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you enjoy or discover uh, about this production of Cats? Mm. I discovered that it is still an absolutely magical experience for me. Like it started and I was just beside myself with joy to be there and to be watching it. Um, And it's, it's interesting because there's some parts that, you know, when I saw it, I was a teenager. And so I discovered that different parts of it resonated differently with me, which Mm. we can talk about more. Um, I also, knew that there have been a few different uh, versions over the years with, I'm not sure how many different things have changed, but one part in particular, which was very problematic when I saw it in the 90s. And I'd totally forgotten about it. But when we came in, I was like, oh, right, they've changed this. I don't remember what to. And that's super exciting because it was both problematic and also to me, at least at the time, always kind of the like, oh, yeah, this is the the boring part of Cats. Mm. Uh, So it wasn't boring and it was, you know, no longer the same sort of problems so that was nice um to see that they have updated and adapted to not be um, promoting negative racist stereotypes <laughs> that's always nice it yeah is. it is um i think the thing that i enjoyed uh the most about this production of cats uh was realizing that i was wrong about cats <laughs> <laughs> it was uh you know sometimes you have conversations and, and it wasn't like i doubted anybody i i listened and i just didn't have the um the personal experience to understand some of the you know movie versus the actual stage show uh, debates and discussions that were going on when the movie came out and i feel like the movie has all the same ideas as the stage show uh, but then some other ones thrown in as well and 
I mean, I remember kind of making jokes in in uh, being amused by the movie did truly make an effort to give a perspective character to have a kind of beginning and middle and end to have some conflicts to try to give it a little bit of the three act structure. And but the movie still felt like, hey, two hours of cats introducing themselves. What what <laughs> what amazing narrative momentum that must have to be introduced to different cats for two hours. Um that's what was most powerful to me about it because it felt like uh, stripping the experience of a big stage show down to its absolute essence and celebrating the living hell out of it. Mm. It felt to me like this idea of, okay, if one of the reasons that people go to live shows, and particularly Broadway-level shows, is spectacle. Mm. To see something that they can't see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I was moved by some of the ideas, and we'll get to that. But it was really just the like, well, hell yeah, I would listen to uh, Cats introduce themselves for a very long time if it is done (laughs) by exceptional dancers, amazing singers, amazing actors on an amazing set with amazing uh, sound and light design. And it was really just like, the spectacle of it in a in it it felt like the dime dropped. It's like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. it n- nobody is coming. Not nobody. Uh, narrative forward movement is not the only re- reason to go see a live show. And it almost feels like Cats is a show. It's it's a narrative, but it's also almost like a concert. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. And I hadn't really kind of got that. That I was like, that I I I would never go. Ugh, isn't it oh, Rolling Stones are just going to play one Rolling Stones song after another? Great. Where's the narrative momentum, right? <laughs> and I kind of felt that way. Again, there is a narrative, but I really appreciated the power of stripping it down to, if spectacle is valued, we will give you spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way of putting it because I think it is much more, it is much more um, that sort of, it is about the spectacle. It is about the songs, the dances. There is a very loose story, but this is not a production that is you need to pay very careful attention because the story and the through line are what are pushing the production forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody can. It's got this great hook of just like uh, we all gather, you know, once a year, whatever it is. I'm not I don't know all the cat's lore. I don't know the the backstory, but that we're all gathered here for a um uh, uh, for the per- Jellicle Ball? For the Jellicle Ball, for a parental-type figure to decide who gets the thing, mm-hmm. right? I right. mean, and I mean, almost all stories are somebody's trying to get a thing. <laughs> 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 and then they almost get it, and then they lose it, and then they get it, and that's stories. Um, and that's, <laughs> you know, exactly what happens in Cats. So the spectacle was big for me, and then um, I think you were affected by this as well. I liked in the stage show generally the same characters and the same things that I liked in the movie, but the movie is so bonkers, such a fever dream, that it didn't entirely land emotionally. But being live in the same space with phenomenal performers playing those same emotions, I was really gut-punched by um, the ideas in Cats about... uh, next generation about uh one generation is is going to pass on 
and another generation is going to come behind them. And just the weirdness of the heavy side layer of not knowing exactly what that is mm-hmm. seems heaven like. It seems like, you know, moving on to another plane, which means you're done here. Um, but in particular, uh, the Gus's performance mm-hmm. in the I used to be too old to do this, but actually I still can is. 10 times more effective when you're watching a stage full of people in their 20s and 30s who are doing incredibly virtuistic, uh, virtuosic uh, physical feats. That mm. Gus is, I used to be able to do this, but I kind of can't anymore. Hits a little harder when you're watching <laughs> 20-year-olds do backflips yeah. for two hours, right? Right. Uh, and then, you know, I, I've known the main cat song, uh, Memories, right? Memory. Mm-hmm. Memory. Uh, since I was a kid, because it was just everywhere, I found out that the only lyric I thought I knew was not actually in the in the <laughs> show. I always thought it was "Midnight and the Kitties Are Sleeping." I don't know where I got that. Shocked to find that lyric wasn't in it. Uh, but but that uh character's story of feeling old, rejected, mm-hmm. unwanted, and uh, I got teary when when it got to the big cathartic release of the it touched me right is the mm-hmm. the lyric yeah um it, it just really did in the live performance it stripped away all the sort of the artifice of we're doing theater the weirdness of they're all dressed as cats the weirdness that this is one of the most popular things ever to be on broadway and i just felt the like please 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 i have value I'm I'm still here. I'm not garbage. Please see me. <laughs> Please feel my value. It, it kind of affected me. Yeah. 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 Right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Exactly what you were saying about Gus. I had that with Grizabella. Um. Is Grizabella the, that yeah the cat? Um. Because the, there's been this great big dance number, and then the other cats leave, and she's out there, and she's doing her own version she's trying to do her own dance movements but she keeps faltering Mm. and not being able to do that and i think especially with um like i was saying like this this movement i wanted to be just from the way of like watching something like this be part of my body then body and then you know, I saw it. I was younger. I thought I, sure, I get it. I totally understand. I respect my elders. I get it. Come on. What's going on? I'm 17. Let's do it. Be nice to the cats who can't do things anymore. Yeah. I like, get it. I get it. They're not touching her. They're being mean. Like, they should be nice. I get it. And oh boy, did I not get it. <laughs> um, so that was just like absolute chills and shivers. And same thing as you with on the, the when she, the song. And when she finally gets to the touch me and especially really seeing um, again and in a different light that nobody will touch her. And I think also just coming out of, you know, like what you're saying, like, I still have value. I'm still here. And then also, I think for all of us coming out of COVID mm-hmm. and there's this like people being starved for human contact and also that like is it safe is it not safe you know what are the lines and i know everybody's in their own place with it right now but just that i think that at least for me there is a whole new awareness of both the age aspect of it but also just the we've just gone through a global experience of not being supposed to touch one another yeah and so it just was like 
bottom drop out. Like I was yeah. absolutely crying my eyes out. Yeah. I, I, this comes up on the star Wars podcast, uh, that a lot of the times the emotional moments that really get me and there, there can be different for everybody based on their life experiences. But the moments in star Wars that really get me uh, emotional is when a character is given something that they're desperately needed, that they desperately need. And sometimes mm-hmm. the character giving it to them doesn't even quite know how badly the character needs exactly what they're being given. And with Grizabella and, uh, you know, her winning mm-hmm. and, and the trip, uh, you know, up to the old heavy side layer, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> um, was it, it was one of those really like uh, this. This is such a gift mm-hmm. that. She deserves, but she needs, right? Mm-hmm. The other cats are kind of like you'll 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 have plenty of time. You'll, there's other Jellicle balls for you to win. Yep, Jenny and E dots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I did like that number a lot. What were so uh, in our overall assessment of the things we liked? Um, were there any other specific moments or characters or staging things that you wanted to shout out? Mm, I mean, I, there's so many of the songs that I loved and still love um jenny annie dots you just mentioned um i love that you get a little bit of tap dancing and it was Mm -hmm. nice to see the the non-cgi cockroaches um (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like yes this is um in my heart what it should be sorry uh for me um i am always a big fan of skimble shanks Mm. um the, the railway cat uh, it's interesting as I I think as I've gotten older I have much more appreciation for um, uh, Mongo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Oh yeah, really like kind of really like that song, um, and it was really fun to just come back to you know there's some just like in the chorus of dancers there was always that like ooh you know like there's the white cat I think Victoria um, who is identifiable because she's the only white cat there's a lot of tabby cats but then there's a siamese cat um that i was really enjoying watching a lot this time (laughs) uh the siamese cat you know in various chorus songs where they all have a thing has a thing but otherwise like she doesn't have any of the solos or anything but she was often like the tallest so i was was like (laughs) well i'm the tallest in my dance class so that's the cat that i could be so it's just very fun to to really watch um that performer all of them were amazing dancers but she was an amazing performer and i really enjoyed that so i've got to give a shout out to the siamese cat. well i think that is great um i really like the song the cavity i think mm-hmm. of n- not all the songs are necessarily entirely to my taste style wise uh but the cavity the, the jazzy and like oh no is he gonna be here <laughs> right uh it was really really effective uh and i like that song a lot um, I, re- I really like Gus in the movie, even though it was weird, but it was so great to see Gus and to see, you know, a seasoned uh, actor play the from the kind of feeble and uh, I used to be able to do this. Nobody wants to hear it. Oh, you, you kind of want to hear it. Oh, OK, I guess I can do it a little bit. Get out of my way. I'm doing it <laughs> like it, that. That arc was so well uh, performed mm-hmm. and so much fun and so great. And then I had uh, something that I both enjoyed and was haunted by at the same time, yes. which is uh, the magical Mr. Mistopheles, which oh. that song is not entirely my favorite. Um, but now that I've just said it out loud, I will be singing it to myself for seven weeks in my head, which is the part that haunts me. Mm-hmm. But I, I really 
liked the spectacle that uh, the magical Mr. Mistopheles had the, this light up jacket that kept changing colors and then going out uh, at different times. And then he touched another person and then lights came on in their costume. And you didn't even know that cat had lights on their costumes. And that was it the was, Siamese cat. Was it? The, he touched the Siamese cat and just, this, that cat lit up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the spectacle. It uh-huh. was like and it was just, you know, uh, extremely well choreographed. It, it is that kind of thing. Of like this is literally flashy to be flashy. Uh, well, he's a magician. Uh, but it was just so well done. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one. I have to ask you a question that was inspired, uh, by my friend and and uh, partner on the Star Wars podcast for Center, Jennifer Landa. When I told her that we went to Cats, she was like, "Did they crawl through the audience? <laughs> Did any of them touch you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot that that's something that I've always heard, and even like in ads that it, that I saw as a kid, that's one of the images that I remember of watching them crawl through the audience. And uh, well, we were on the balcony, so a cat would have been lost uh, <laughs> to be up there. Uh, but they, were, were you at all upset? Were you all at all expecting, like, I would like a cat to slink by me. I paid for cats. I need one to slink by me. Uh, no, because I totally forgot that that was a part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't see any. Maybe they were crawling, um, you know, on orcs level, but I didn't see, see anyone. Yeah, because there wasn't that 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 stage did, was not set up with any sort of. And here's how you get back up on stage. It yeah. was very proscenium y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if we had been able to pay like twenty dollars extra for a cat slinks near you, would you have paid twenty extra dollars for slinking? I mean, I I don't need it for myself, so <laughs> no. Okay. I, I might have wanted to sit in the slinking section. Yeah. But I was very happy with our seats. Knowing now what I know, I would have paid $20 extra for the magical Mr. Misopheles to change colors on his vest right <laughs> next to you because there would be so much glee. So, yes, that I would pay for. Yeah. No. I mean, and I love the way people applauded, like, getting Deuteronomy back was an actual uh, magic <laughs> trick. And now, to be fair, there's still some things in cats that are not entirely for me. And there's still, like, a cat is not a dog. Like, it, it, that that thing, I know it's all from the, the poems and all that. It's it's <laughs> There's something about the way it's phrased and was presented uh, in the stage show and the movie. It's so defensive. Like... Who's going around constantly calling cats <laughs> dogs that you're so pissed off about this that you're so like, hey, knock it off. Yeah. Like one of those cats, one of those cats, <laughs> cats, cats, like back in layers before they went to the heavy side layer is like, remember, tell the young ones we're not a dog. Yeah. Like my hand is not a mushroom. Like <laughs> nobody said it was like, it's yeah. It is very, very uh, bizarre. Um, Here are some fun questions. Not like we haven't been having fun, but if there was another musical featuring animals introducing themselves, what kind of animals would you want to hear introduce themselves? (laughs) Okay, this is the worst idea for a player musical, but it's what jumped into my head, so I'm going with it. Turtles. (laughs) There would be a lot of spinning on the back, right? Yeah, and I mean, I guess there is like all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things, but I was just True. thinking it would be so slow because it'd be like, <laughs> but you know, I will say turtles can be fast. Mm-hmm. They have this reputation of being slow, but they can be fast. Snapping turtle snaps fast, right? Yeah, and like, 
so at work there are turtles and when i'm walking toward them and they think i'm a bird or something that's going to harm them they (laughs) say a human is not a bird (laughs) i'm trying that okay they all scatter real fast (laughs) <laughs> uh, would you want them in the process of introducing themselves to be going to a turtle ball to go to the heavy shell side yes okay good good yes. uh i was gonna say either squirrels or bears <laughs> i love squirrels uh i'm just i'm real taken with bears lately mm-hmm. we live in a state that uh has a bear on their seal mm-hmm. not a seal bear i do want to see the animal the seal bear uh <laughs> you know Smokey the bear everywhere Leering, pointing, judging. Love that. Uh, so I would like to see actually both. There's no reason it can't be. Yeah. Squirrels and bears take turns introducing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it could be very, very odd because the squirrels and the bears would be the same size. And mm. half the people who saw the musical would be like, yeah, who cares? It's people in costumes. And other people would be like, I can't stand that musical. I can't get past the fact <laughs> that the squirrels and the bears are the same size. That's not right. I love it. <laughs> uh what do you think an actual cat might think of the musical Cats? Mm. I feel like a cat would be um, kind of like uh, want to get up, want to get up there and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, th- these are my people. These are my cats." But then they'd be all like hopping around and jumping and making noise, and they'd be like, "Wow, no." Yeah, yeah, I can see a lot of cat reactions. I can see that some cats are just. Uh, Stare at it, sort of fascinated, mm-hmm. right? I can see uh, uh, my my cat. I had two cats growing up, but the one cat, uh, Sam, had an extremely elegant sense of dignity. Mm-hmm. And like if he jumped for something and missed, uh, he would look ashamed and run away. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you were doing something that he kind of thought, it, it would appear that he thought was beneath you, he would really let you know with his eyes. Uh, he was great. Uh, so I feel like Sam might be like, hmm, I'm not sure about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all these cats making all this noise. Yeah. Uh, and then I think other cats, probably the other cat that I grew up with, Cleo, uh, would have absolutely gone out of her mind trying to attack Mr. Mistopheles' light-up jacket. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting to think, like, I mean... <laughs> If you had the musical Humans, and it was humans sort of presenting, this is what humans are. Like, I bet some of us would be like, I don't know if that's a fair representation of us. Oh, absolutely. Painting humans in a way that I don't personally agree with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you were going to do a song and dance to introduce yourself, what kind of lyrics or music or dance would you include? What what would the presentation be like? Oh my gosh. Um. I think it would I would like it to be a combination of some kind of slow movements and then some fast. Like you kind Ooh. of think you know what you're getting into, but then it changes. Ooh, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be really, really great. Um yeah, I would want uh my song to be like uh have some heavy bass. I like heavy bass, uh-huh. uh and have a kind of a slick sort of jazzy vibe like McCavity, uh, but then also uh, sudden panic and pratfalls. Where, they- <laughs> <laughs> where is the pratfall cat? Where is pratfall cat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where is Johnny Messy Toes? Yeah. I don't know what the hell the, the tripping cat would be called. Tripsy? The, the names are not like really on the nose. Jenny Any Dots isn't Jenny Taptown, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
but like yeah like it's really cool and real slick and the cat's kind of telling you what it, what's going on and what what they're like but then uh something happens and they get a little high strong and <laughs> there's some mewling and running and trippy i love it <laughs> some sudden symbols um what established stage play would you like to see where the actors are dressed as cats for no explained reason? You just you mm. go to the theater, yep, and the lights come up, and you're seeing the show you thought you were seeing, but they're all cats. Yeah, well, given that we are in spooky time season when we're recording this, I'm going to go with Blythe Spirit. <laughs> I think that is a, a very good one. Uh, I am because I'm tired forgetting the name of an extremely well known play mm-hmm. uh the uh uh uh, uh dime a dozen willie loman uh death, death of salesman. salesman there you go that, i almost said that one too <laughs> so yeah yeah well th- i hope that was a treat for listeners to watch me go through the <laughs> mnemonic devices i needed to remember the title of death of a salesman you you helped me out there uh yeah i mean i think just the that that is such a heart-rending show uh but the children are named biff and happy and those seem like cat names right? so maybe that would that would match Oh, here's another one. Sorry, this mm-hmm. is a little bit punny. Cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> uh, Maggie the cat, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, why too long. why yeah. can I remember that and not Death of a Salesman? Uh, uh, I would also really like to see a, a production of The Iceman Cometh, period. Uh, it's a play <laughs> I was obsessed with as a kid, as a kid, as a, as a young man. Uh, because it, it's just uh, upset people hanging out in a bar for hours. <laughs> and I'd like that, but cats. Cats. That would be good. Uh, we are going to move on. What kind of noise can you make to sum up your interest in the stage musical Cats? Wow! <laughs> that is a very good one. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, Cats... Uh, one cat being the lowest, lowest, 10 cats being the most. How obsessed do you feel with this musical right now? I would say right now I'm around an eight cats. Mm, yeah. But I would say overall, then it goes back down. Well, we'll see if it goes back down. In the past, it's gone back down to like a four cats. But yeah. right now, I'm going to give myself a full eight. Yeah, I think I'm at like a, a 6.5 cats. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think I really enjoyed that experience. I really enjoyed that performance. But... Again, it's not like I ever doubted anybody or thought I was right or anything like that, but I didn't, I needed that experience to fully understand what other people had experienced. Yeah. Uh, and that's true of many things in life, but of art, right? <laughs> right. Um, that I think I'm kind of obsessing on that of like, well, what else do I need to see in the right context or the right performance for, for me to see what other people see in it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's such a great way of looking at it. Um that it's both about your own experience of it, but also to understand, especially for things that you've heard about for a long time, like putting all of those comments in a context. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And it, it made me want to just jump into a time travel machine to when uh, the Cats movie came out the same weekend as Rise of Skywalker and be able to talk with uh, other theater people about, yeah, why did they do that? Like, I found myself, you know, retroactively <laughs> upset with the choices in the Cats film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I felt like a real theater nerd, which was great. A great thing to be. Any final thoughts on Cats? Um, No, I still really like it. I really like it, too. And it is the kind of thing that uh, if we were able to just, uh, I think we saw it on the second to last day, but if we were able to go back and just pick a cat 
I'm like, I'm going to watch this cat. Like you're talking mm. about the Siamese. Mm-hmm. That would have been great to be able to just be like, I'm going to pick a cat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> to pay attention to. All right. We are going to move on to plugs. Where can you be found? I can be found on Instagram at Scrim Street. And you have something else to plug. I do have something else to plug. Thank you. I am going to be speaking of dancing in a dance show. It is coming up uh, here in Los Angeles on November 11th and 12th. Um, in Pasadena at a place called Arc, A Room to Create is the name of the space. Tickets are available now on brown paper tickets. The show is called Pollen, like what comes from trees and flowers. And I, um, I've tried it. If you go onto brownpapertickets.com uh, and just search for Pollen in Los Angeles, it does come up. Um, <laughs> I will be promoting it on social media um, shortly as well. So, um, yeah, super excited. Spoiler, I probably don't get to dress up or dance like a cat but other fun things going on in this dance show and uh, the first dance show in a long time so i'm super excited yeah i got to see a preview uh you've got a big solo the solo is amazing um it is the choreographer's choice of course but i can bring some cat ears and just see <laughs> maybe for the second night <laughs> i cannot uh wait for that uh for myself you can follow me on twitter instagram tiktok is at joseph scrimshaw and you can follow obsessed podcast on twitter and facebook is at obsessed podcast you can also check out that star wars podcast that i won't shut up about called Four center uh info on upcoming shows comedy albums stuff like that you can check out my website at joseph uh, i have been making some changes in where i'm putting some of my energy uh, and I want to be able to put uh, some of that into making some more short films. I'm working uh, on a scripted podcast that will probably take a long while to come to fruition. Uh, but I'm kind of changing up my Patreon. The Patreon uh, used to pretty exclusively support Obsessed. Uh, but I have expanded it to include uh, short films, general writing projects, more live comedy, uh, just really wanting to use all of the various different skills <laughs> that I've accumulated over my many well, weird different careers from comedy to performance to writing to directing to visual art to all that. Um, and in particular, short films. I've been having so much fun working on a couple different ones uh, that use all of these different skills in a different way. So if you're at all interested in uh, checking out Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, new uh, tiers and new rewards and all that stuff. And if you have been uh, supporting uh, Obsessed for a long time on Patreon, thank you very, very much. It helps uh, so much. And if you want to check out some of the new work I'm doing that is up on my YouTube channel, you can go to YouTube and just search for Joseph Scrimshaw, or you can go directly to youtube.com slash C slash Joseph Scrimshaw comedy. All right. Are you ready for the final question before this podcast goes to the heavy side layer? I am ready. I'm ready like a cat ready to pounce. <laughs> what is happiness? A journey to the heavy side layer. <laughs> that is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Okay, so uh, if you get to be a cat, what do you want your cat in the musical cat's outfit to look like? Oh, wow. Oh, that's that's really tough. You know what? Actually, uh, I want a uh like a nice suit but it's like 3 a.m and you're in vegas <laughs> like so you got the tie but it's undone and you, you got nice collars but they're a, a little out of place you know like a cat 
a cat who's seen some stuff and been through a lot. I love it. 